Here's another in our podcast series, Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Stop the Bleed, launched in October of 2015 by the White House, is a national awareness campaign and a call to action. Stop the Bleed is intended to cultivate grassroots efforts that encourage bystanders to become trained, equipped, and empowered to help in a bleeding emergency before professional help arrives. Here to tell us about this important national awareness campaign is Dr. Thomas Robb. He's the medical director of St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital's trauma program. Welcome to the show, Dr. Robb. So tell us a little bit about the history of Stop the Bleed and why this program was created. The history of Stop the Bleed initially started uh, with the military and their experience in Afghanistan and Iraq, notable for many injuries and particularly preventable fatalities that occurred in the troops with uh, gunshot wounds to the extremities, particularly the arms and the legs, and the usefulness of a tourniquet in saving lives. So then this was created as an awareness campaign for the rest of us to encourage bystanders. So if it was started in a war zone, what is it you would like to impart to people that are standing around situations that we've had, like Las Vegas and other ones that we've had? What are we to do? Tell us about this campaign. Well, the military noted their experience on the battlefield, and they want to bring this to the civilian population. Very often in my career, I have seen people with injuries to their arms and legs associated with severe bleeding, and a crowd of people stood around the patient and just watched them bleed to death. I want to generate an awareness that simple things, simple maneuvers like direct pressure to arterial bleeding, as well as the adjunct use of tourniquets, can help stop this bleeding and in turn save lives. So what's involved in the training for the layperson to learn this kinds of techniques? The training is actually remarkable in how simple it is, and the equipment is very affordable and obtainable. It trains people to recognize what kinds of injuries can lead to hemorrhage and fatalities, particularly extremity injuries. People are trained to use direct pressure on these injuries, and as well are trained to use tourniquets in order to gain control above these injuries in order to stop bleeding until the patient can get medical attention. And while we're not giving the class right here, Dr. Rob, give a little bit. You mentioned putting the tourniquet above the bleed and applying pressure. Speak about that just a little. If somebody is in a situation where they see, or a parent with a child, and somebody is bleeding, what is the first thing that they do? After the caregiver makes sure that they're out of harm's way, they're generally trained to apply direct pressure to bleeding and to recognize bleeding, particularly arterial bleeding, which can exsanguinate and really kill a patient in, in a matter of minutes. They're told to use either direct pressure with a gauze, if available, or at least a clean cloth or a piece of clothing in order to apply pressure. I can imagine that for the lay public, it's very scary to see something like this, particularly an arterial bleed in, a, in an extremity. And I think that the program helps people become more comfortable with recognizing these injuries and how simple it is to 
affect treatment for these people and save lives. And just as the defibrillator is becoming more common, we're seeing it in schools and on airplanes, do you think this has the potential for helping victims even before they're treated by a first responder or the EMS and on their way? Do you think this has the potential to really save lives? Absolutely. And I think as the word gets out and more people become comfortable with recognizing these injuries and more comfortable with treating them, even as a non-medical person, you will buy time to get the patient to proper medical care. And in these situations, minutes mean uh, saving lives. And tell us a little bit about St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital as the first and only level three trauma center in the Hudson Valley. Speak about that just a little bit. We started developing St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital's Level 3 Trauma Center approximately four years ago, and we've been through the American College of Surgeons Survey and Inspection and become verified as a Level 3 Trauma Center. We are situated in an urban area in upstate New York and provide trauma care to a rather large population, which includes both blunt trauma as well as a significant number of penetrating injuries such as gunshot wounds and stab wounds. We frequently do see pre-hospital providers put patients when appropriate. We often do see approximately 1,000 trauma patients a year, and the programs associated with a, an acute care surgical program as well, so we do see all the emergency general surgery there as well. We do offer stop-the-bleed programs from St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital, and we have two upcoming training programs. Um, myself and the staff have trained the local police department and some other organizations in the area in the Stop the Bleed program as well. Do you think that the general public should carry around in their car bleeding control kits? You know, I mean, what do you think that we should be doing? Because in the movies, of course, Dr. Rob, you see people take their shirt off or rip their sock off to use as a tourniquet, right? And it's very dramatic. But should we be keeping some of these kinds of first aid kits around anyway? I do, but I'm not the general public. And I think as people become more trained and more cognizant of how effective this type of training can be, I think I'm hopeful that more people would obtain the necessary supplies, which are really inexpensive, uh, in order to be prepared for an emergency. In the recent shooting in Las Vegas, the personnel ran out of tourniquets and people were using stethoscopes and other things in order to use a tourniquet. No significant number of extremity injuries with arterial bleeds in that situation, as well as the Sandy Hook uh, school shooting as well. There was a significant number of fatalities from peripheral or extremity injuries that potentially could have been stopped with the proper training and equipment. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Robin Summary. What you want people to know about the Stop the Bleed program that was launched in October of 2015 by the White House, what you want them to know about this important national awareness campaign that could truly save lives. I would think I would want the public to be comfortable with recognizing these injuries 
not being frightened by the appearance of these bleeds, although that's difficult to do at times, but also be comfortable in treating it, even without a tourniquet, certainly applying direct pressure to an arterial bleed or other types of bleeds can save someone's lives. I would like to see it start in organizations and workplaces and then hopefully move into the general public as things become more educated and people become more comfortable. Thank you so much, Dr. Rob, for being with us today. It is really important information for listeners to hear. This is Doc Talk presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.